Boss Monster, a Glisten Plus and Brotherwise Games production. Episode 4. I stared at the road ahead as it wavered in a hazy heat. How long have we been on this trail? Days? Weeks? Months? I couldn't remember. From the blistering days to the chilling nights, it all blended together. Mile after mile of struggle. My feet ached. My mouth was parched. Deep down, I knew this was the end, that my quest was over before it even began. I raised a tire claw towards Cerebella. Go on without me. What? I can't do it. I've got nothing left. Kid, we've only been walking for about an hour. I can still see the castle from here. She pointed a mechanical finger. Turning, I could see Final Castle sitting on its craggy peak, fully within sight. So maybe I was being a little dramatic before, but hiking was hard when you were used to lurking around a castle all day. Up in front, Draculad had draped his cloak over his head, creating a makeshift hood. He glared his red eyes at the sky. Not cool, son. You're ruining my vampiric vibe. I wish I was back in my crypt. The overworld blows. Don't be so negative. Imagine all the new people we can meet and dissect. Draculad and I both gave Cerebella a long, silent stare. She bubbled with embarrassment. Why are you both looking at me like that? Dissection is a perfectly normal thing for a brain to do, right? The cyborg crossed her arms in a huff. Sometimes I forgot that for all of her smarts, Sarabella didn't get out of the lab that much. Not wanting to make things any more awkward, I tried to quickly change the subject. We should take a break. Let's rest at that crossroads up ahead. A few yards ahead, a wooden sign stood in the middle of four intersecting paths. Draculad gagged with disdain. Ugh, I hate crossroads. They make me all queasy. Vampires get real weird about that shape for some reason. Not sure why. Oof. Ah, oh, that's better. Draculad floated over to a nearby tree and reclined in its shade while Cerebella analyzed the wooden sign. Up close, it was actually four different signs nailed together. One burnt and battle damaged pointed back to Final Castle. Another, Beyonder Bay, pointed east towards the ocean, while the opposite direction was labeled Mythic Mountains. The final sign angled on the section of the path that dipped into a nearby valley. It read, Traveler's Town. This might be a bad time to ask, but do we actually know where we're going? I thought we were following you. Yeah, you're the one going on and on about Gorgana's Labyrinth. Because my dad keeps sending minions. Not because I know where it is. Wait, are you saying that we don't have any idea where we're walking to? I'm not... not saying that. It was pretty obvious that we had ourselves a very serious problem. Bro, we're lost. How can we be lost? We've barely even left yet. Nobody panic. 
Vampires don't panic. I'm not panicking either! All we have to do is put our brains together and come up with a suitable solution to our current conundrum. I say we hide behind this tree, wait for a dumb traveler to pass by, jump out, and hypnotize him. Studies show that hypnotism isn't actually a verifiable method of coercion. Tell that to my undead thralls. Works like a charm. Because it is a charm. That's what I said. A more scientific method would be to wait until nightfall and navigate by starlight. Nightfall? Ugh, that'll take forever. What if we go into town and ask somebody? Draculad and Sarabella both turn to look at me, then burst out laughing. Oh, good one, kid. Can you imagine? Oh, monsters. Quick, grab the pitchforks. It is a pretty terrible idea. Humans would never help out monsters. But a thought was already growing in my head. A dangerous, devious boss monster thought. I stroked my chin the way I'd seen my dad do it when he was concocting a nefarious scheme. What if they don't know we're monsters? As soon as the words left my lips, my mind traveled back to a memory from years before, when I was just an itty-bitty monster still learning all there was to learn on my dad's scaly knee. It was late at Final Castle, and Dad was reading me a bedtime scroll. One of the ones with pictures. What's this one? Muscle-bound bozos with big axes? Uh, we call them barbarians. Oh, and this one? Thieves! They are very smug and pretend to be cooler than they are, but really, they just spend all their gold on edgy cloaks. Oh, who's that? It, that is a mage. They are beardy and smart. <laughs> They'll never beat you, right, Dad? You, you, you'll scale them away. That's right, kid. And someday, you will too. It was one of the few times I remember Dad hugging me. It was surprisingly warm. I felt safe then, like nothing could ever hurt me. I shook the memory away and tried to focus. We can pretend to be adventurers, head into Traveler's Town, ask for the way to Gorgana's Labyrinth, then be on our way. You know the boss monster code, bro. We slay heroes. We don't play them. Uh, is it really a boss monster code? Or is it more of a boss monster guideline? Who's to say? Uh, every boss monster ever? Draculad has a point. Although there is a strategic value in gathering intelligence through subterfuge. I have no idea what you're saying. Let's hypnotize some fools. We could be here forever waiting for that to happen. How are you even gonna trick humans into thinking we're adventurers, huh? I'm a vampire, you're a teenage lizard, and she's a walking monstrosity. Sarabella vibrated, her tank turning a pinkish hue. That meant she was blushing. Aw, you really think I'm a monstrosity? I wasn't about to admit it in front of my friends, but I didn't actually have a plan for pretending to be a human in a town full of adventurers. Luckily for me, one presented itself in the form of a campsite we stumbled onto a few miles down the road. Draculad, Sarabella, and I huddled behind a large tree stump. 
Ahead, a trio of tents circled a blackened fire pit, while a clothesline full of drying adventuring clothes hung suspended over a tiny stream. Sounds like they're still sleeping. They snore worse than a cyclops. This is perfect! If we steal their clothes, we can blend in when we get to town. Stealth mode? I love it! <sighs> Let's get this over with. We slid down the hill as quietly as we could, past the tents and over to the clothesline. I quickly pulled down a glimmering robe and a wizard's hat while Sarabella grabbed a black cloak and leather gloves. Ugh. Draculad held a leather battle thong as far away from his face as possible, his face turning a green from the smell. You can never tell another monster I wore this. Sarabella pulled away, her mechanical limbs tangled in the clothesline. No, 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 no. Sarabella struggled, the clothesline tightening around her metal joints. Hold on! Let me untangle you! Chill out! See? You're gonna wake the humans. I'm losing my balance! Sarabella stumbled backwards, arms flying as she tumbled tank over tread into the nearest tent. What? This is so embarrassing. I think I squished somebody. There was a weak groan from the wrecked tent as a shape began to stir beneath Sarabella. What's going on? Oh, phew. False alarm. Draculad and I rushed over, quickly untangling Sarabella's gears as voices began calling out from the other tents. Galea? What's happening? We're under attack! Clutching our ill-begotten booty, we ran as quickly as we could, leaping across the stream and clambering up the hillside before diving into some bushes. Peering over, we saw the trio of half-awake adventurers pile out of their tents in confusion. Show yourselves, fiends! Uh, oh, my head! Where's my cape? And my boots! Uh, we've been robbed! Ugh, I think I need to lie back down. As the adventurers searched below, Draculat pumped his fist. Yo, we just totally wrecked an adventuring party by ourselves. I never would have predicted we could pull that off. We're awesome. <laughs> I didn't say it out loud, but I kind of agreed with Draculat. We were awesome. If Dad had seen us, he would have been so impressed. Excitement swelled inside me. We were going to pull this quest, I mean scheme, off without a hitch. All that went away as soon as we spotted the town. Ugh, look at all those mortals. There's fat ones, bearded ones, even tiny ones with missing teeth that shriek. Hold on. I'm going to write this all down in my lab journal. Ahead, I saw a sea of thatched roofs and smoking chimneys squatted around a well. Wooden fences encircled the edge of the village, while cobbled stones lined the streets. Humans went about their daily business, whether that was folding laundry, hawking their wares, or belching loudly outside the tavern. It was a total death trap. Sniveling toddlers were walking alarms, a nearby bakery, furnace of death. And don't even get me started on the candlestick maker. What exactly was that weirdo hiding? Well, there goes that plan. 
We should just turn back. No, 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 no. This can still work. Come on, put on your outfits. I threw on the glimmering wizard cloak and floppy hat. Looking over, Sarabella tried her best to cover her brain jar in the rogue's hood, while Draculad strapped on the horned barbarian's helmet. Gross. It smells like sweat and jerky in here. Can I have your wizard hat, kid? This hood is way too small. If I'm going to fool the town into thinking I'm a mage, the hat is a must. Everyone knows mages wear ridiculous hats. I didn't. Hey, how is it you know so much about humans and stuff? Sarabella gave me a knowing glance. I quickly tried to play it off. No reason. Just, uh... We get a lot of terrible, filthy humans in our dungeon is all. Sure. Hey, Draculad, why don't we switch outfits? This cloak and dagger combo will look cooler on you anyway. Oh, nice. No, we don't have time. Don't you understand? Every second we waste is another second closer to Final Castle falling. My friends looked at me with surprise at the outburst. I was shocked myself. Sorry, I... I was just trying to optimize your plan. Hold up. There's a plan? The plan is simple. Don't be monsters. Be adventurers. Gross. Uh, Sorry, that wasn't about you. Some helmet sweat got in my mouth. I rolled my eyes in frustration. Fine. If you want to switch disguises, let's all switch disguises, okay? We quickly swapped adventuring gear. Once we were done, Sarabella looked like a large, flowy, robed mage, and Draculad looked like a sneaky, schemy thief. I strapped on the barbarian's helmet and tried puffing out my chest. <clears throat> How do I look? Suitably intimidating. Yeah, the horns really pull it all together. Decked out in our disguises, the three of us inched our way into town, trying our best not to arouse any suspicion. Hail and well met, fellow humans! What an ordinary and nondescript day we are having! Grr! My stabbing muscles are sore from all the monster slaying I just did. Feed me ale and meat and uh, more ale! Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. Sarabella, why do you keep saying that? Because I don't normally need to breathe. Isn't this how it works? This was not going well. Draculad elbowed me. Hey, the shopkeeper over there might know something. The vampire pointed to a portly human with a luxurious mustache who was stacking vegetables in his stall. Want me to hypnotize him? No! I'll just ask him. Excuse me, fleshy shopkeeper. I groaned at Sarabella's word choice but the rosy-cheeked owner simply smiled as he polished a small gourd with his apron. Greetings, travelers. You the look of adventurers. Can I interest you in some of my fine vegetables? I'm gonna barf. Excuse me? Ha ha ha. Please ignore him. He's allergic to, um, eating. I'm hoping you can help me with a small problem. Do you know the way to Gorgana's Labyrinth? The shopkeeper's rosy cheeks suddenly paled, and his eyes widened with shock as the gourd went tumbling from his hands. The cursed labyrinth! Why would you ever want to go there? That place is full of darkness and demons and and death. Oh, I'm sure that's just 
superstitious over-exaggeration. No, there's actual demons. My cousin's roommate uncle saw them once. A creaky old woman hobbled over on her cane. A wild look in her eyes. Aye, tis a vile pit infested with all manner of monstrous beast and deadly trap. <laughs> Sounds rad. The shopkeeper's eyes narrowed. Where did you say you three were from? We didn't. I've never seen you round these parts before. What guild do ye swear to? Um, well... Looking around, I saw more and more villagers taking interest in our questioning. At the back, a pair of spear-wielding guards were nudging one another and pointing in our direction. I quickly pulled on Draculad and Cerebella. Thanks for your time! We gotta go! Demons to slay! Questing to do! But no one answered our question! Thank you! Bye! Is this part of the plan? New plan. We need somewhere to lay low. Also, don't tell Draculad, but he was right about this helmet. It reeks. Sarabella quickly scanned the area for an appropriate target. Butcher? Baker? Candlestick maker? How about the tavern? Across the way stood a large wooden building with a sign bearing the name The Haughty Hair. The windows, the ones still in one piece at least, all glowed brightly. The shadowy shapes of tavern patrons milling about inside. Draculad nudged me with an elbow. After you, kid. You're the human expert. I tightened the strap on my helmet, took a deep breath, and pushed open the heavy wooden door with a claw. The first thing that hit us upon entering the haughty hair was the smell. A combination of spilled ale and hearty cooking. The second thing that almost hit us was a dart whizzing by. <laughs> Bullseye! That's ten gold yomi, sea lord! From its creaky floorboards to its high wooden beams, the hair was filled with every sort of adventure imaginable. Shifty rogues traded secrets in a corner. Burly barbarians arm wrestled at the barn. There was even a gaggle of scholarly mage types comparing spell scrolls near the fireplace. We'd hit the human motherload. Wow, we're like surrounded. I don't like our odds, kid. Maybe we should try somewhere smaller and quieter? Don't worry, I'll handle this. Hail and well met, fellow adventurers! Everything stopped. 30 pairs of eyes, some hidden behind hoods or missing behind eye patches, all turned in unison like a horde of hungry imps eyeing their next sacrifice. I cleared my throat nervously. Perhaps fleeing wasn't the worst idea ever. Cerebella's brain tank bubbled nervously. Why is everybody staring at us? Is there something on my faceplate? Relax. I've got this. With a flick of his cape, Draculad leaped onto the nearest table, scattering a game of cards as he waved his hands and his voice took on a deep, dark quality. Gaze into my eyes, mortals. You are now under my command. Bow before your new overlord. The tavern was as silent as a crypt. For a moment, 
You could have heard an enchanted ring drop. And suddenly, a hoot of laughter came from the back. Doggy, that's a good one, thief! He trying to yell, hypnotize your enemies, bit. Woo, that's a classic! Draculad looked around, red eyes squinting in confusion. Uh, that doesn't usually happen. Normally there's, like, way more bowing and genuflecting. We could increase our chances of finding an adventure with the knowledge of the labyrinth if we split up. Good idea. Maybe the light's bad in here. Yeah, 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 that, that's it. I'll take the wizards near the fireplace. Draculad, why don't you try playing darts with the rogues? Kid, you've got the barbarians. Meet back here in ten minutes. Agreed? Agreed. Sure. Whatever. The three of us went our separate ways, with me making a beeline to a group of large tattooed adventurers with muscles that look like they could crush mountains. Right now they were slamming each other in some sort of game, where they tried to defeat each other's arms in a kind of, uh, wrestling match. I tried to ignore the massive battle axes and broad swords leaning against the bar, telling myself that I had this totally under control. I knew all about barbarians. I'd read an entire issue of Rage Monthly just for the interviews. I straightened my horned helmet, squared my shoulders, and stepped forward. A bald-headed brawler with the tattoo of an angry bear on his bicep turned to face me. <clears throat> I want to challenge you too. <clears throat> Arm combat! The barbarian looked to his friends, then loomed over me as he stroked his braided beard. After a moment, he stuck out a beefy hand. Name's Krom the Cruel! I took Krom's hand in my claw, and he began to shake it. The barbarian's bushy eyebrows went up. Your hand's a bit... scaly. Oh! Uh, it's, uh... <clears throat> skin condition. I get pretty bad axe hand myself. You know what you need? Goat butter. Makes a huge difference after a long dungeon crawl. The other barbarians all muttered in agreement as Krom leaned back on his stool. So what do we call you? Oh! Uh... Um... I'd forgotten that all heroes had an adventuring name. My mind scrambled for a response, eyes darting around the tavern for any sort of inspiration. Stool? The... Chimney? Krom's brown eyes narrowed. And for a moment, I thought the jig was up. Then the adventurer nodded. Still making a name for yourself, eh? I remember those early days. So what's your story, Stool? You take a blood oath? On a journey of redemption? Vengeance? Both? Oh, uh, nothing serious like that. Actually, I'm on a quest. Have you ever heard of Gorgana's Labyrinth? Bjorn's one good eye widened while the other barbarians muttered to one another. Krom leaned forward. Everyone's heard of the Medusa Queen's Pit of Death. That's some serious adventuring for one so young as yourself. Oh, well, we gotta start somewhere. I've got a cousin. He lost his hand in there. He was one of the lucky ones. Way I hear told, 
No one comes out of that place alive. Most adventurers give that hole a wide berth. But not you, Estur. I like the swing of your sword. You've got the blood of a warrior running through your veins, I can tell. With that, Krom smacked his meaty hand on my back, shaking me to my very core and knocking my horned helmet completely off my head. The metal helmet bounced across the wooden floorboards before spinning to a slow stop, horns pointing directly back at me, as if they knew I was engaged in sneakery. Turning back to Krom, I could feel the sweat beginning to pull beneath my scales. The barbarian got to his feet as he towered above me. His eyes narrowed. Scales. Teeth. Claws. Uh, <laughs> Goat butter, you said? I'll jump r- right on that. Crom pointed a finger at me and bellowed. Monster! Ah, Hex! It was at this point that everything went, and I'll have to quote Dracula on this. Flippin' crazy, dudes! Crom grabbed his battle axe and swung at my head. I ducked as the slice went sailing into the back of an armored paladin at another table. The Lady Knight immediately turned, bringing her shield to bear. Whammo! Right into Crom's jaw, sending him flying back into the table. Crom! Get her! on the floor, I was valiantly doing my best not to get stomped on or stabbed as the whole tavern erupted into one massive fight! The air was thick with swords, spells, and swears as all the adventurers were pulled into the melee. Honestly, it was super intense. But did I panic? Never! Now, I'd love to give you all the details of all the amazing moves I pulled off, but seriously, you should have been there. It all looked amazing, but I don't want to brag or anything. Suffice it to say, after a pretty incredible backflip or something, I needed to catch my breath beneath the table. I wasn't hiding or anything, though, just to be super clear. Oh my gorg, oh my gorg, oh my gorg, oh my gorg, oh my gorg! Cerebella, you just scared my tail off! Sup, guys? Ah, why do you keep doing that? How did things go with the barbarians? My mages had some really interesting theories about spell components. I just won some coins off those rogues. Did you know coins make a ba-ding, ba-ding noise when you get them? And no one knows why. The barbarians were a little miffed. Suddenly, the table above us was heaved away, held aloft in Krom the Cruel's massive arms. He leered down at us, nostrils flared and eyes nearly popping with rage. Oh, I see what you mean. Maybe he wants one of my coins? Ah! Ah! Flee! We scrambled out and onto our feet, ducking crossbow bolts and axe blows, trying to make our way to the door. 
suddenly, a warlock appeared in a puff of smoke, blocking our path. Quick, the stairs! We turned on our heels and followed Cerebella up the staircase. At the top was a hallway lined with doors. Beneath us, the battle raged on. But up here, no one seemed to be around. We knew that wouldn't last for long. It's locked! This one too! The monsters ran upstairs! Come on, they'll be trapped! Crom was right. We were totally trapped. As we backed our way down the hall, we could see the shadows of adventurers coming up the stairs. Kid, what do we do? I didn't have an answer for her. We were doomed. Or at least we were, right up until a massive hairy arm grabbed me around the middle and heaved me upward into the darkness. Boss Monster Adventures, starring Noah Bentley as Kid Croak, Tristan Alaric Chen as Dracula, Maddie O'Neill as Sarabella, Layla Burzins, Grace Rolek, and Jeff Shine. Written by Matthew Barnett. Directed by Adam J. Epstein. Executive produced by Sheila Stepanek and Adam J. Epstein. Produced by Chris O'Neill and Johnny O'Neill. Edited and mixed by Christopher Sousa. Additional voices by Ed Cunningham and Jason Kelly. Boss Monster Adventures is a Brotherwise Games and Glisten Plus production.